our half Torah tries to get Egypt to focus because the Babylonians would attack like locusts. While the nations surrounding Israel may be destroyed, total decimation the Jews will avoid. So this week's Parsha is Parshat Bo, and I'd like to welcome everybody to a new segment um, that I will beginning with, that I'll be beginning with uh, Parshat Bo, because Parshat Bo is the very first podcast that I recorded uh, in last year's cycle. So now that I completed an entire year of, uh, of, of Parsha analysis, I will be moving to uh, looking at the Haftorah. I think that the Haftorah is something that at least I personally very often neglect and I don't know enough about. And so I'm taking this as a personal challenge, and hopefully I'll help all of my listeners also in gaining an understanding of of the Haftorah, something that we read every week. I'll be calling this segment uh, the the full Haftorah, a little play on words from uh, from Akiva Shik gave me that idea. So the full Haftorah, but I just want to talk a little bit about, uh, before we jump into the particular Haftorah of Parshat Bo, just a little bit of an intro of what is the Haftorah and why is it called Haftorah. So the Haftorah, generally, everybody agrees um, it began somewhere uh, during the, the time of, uh, of, of the Beit HaMikdash and before the, uh, before the time of the, uh, of the Tanaim. And so anyway, some, sometime during the, the second Beit HaMikdash, and there's a lot of different opinions as to why the Jews adopted this practice of reading the Haftorah. Uh, one common opinion is that there was a Greek decree against reading the actual Torah. Um, and therefore, in order to sort of sidestep this decree, the Jews were allowed to read out of the Nevi'im. And that's why they chose to read sort of a, a, a section of Navi that while it wasn't the actual Torah portion, it sort of had some corresponding and, and similar relation to the Torah. However, it, it, this, this opinion is criticized that, that uh, it was actually started, this, this idea that, that the Haftorah, the practice of reading the Haftorah, started uh, because of this Greek decree against reading Torah. It was criticized because, just for the obvious reason, of how would the Greeks know the difference between the actual Torah versus the Nevi'im. Uh, so th- th- this idea has, has been criticized that that's the actual origins of the Haftorah reading. And there's some other opinions as to the origins. Uh, for example, if there, there were times when the, um, the Sifri Torah, uh, where, they were just, where, they, where they were destroyed to the point that they weren't kosher to, to read out of, so you wouldn't be allowed to read out of the actual Sefer Torah. And to avoid that, there was no... You, you, the, 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 the Jewish people uh, began reading the Haf Torah if they didn't have a kosher Torah scroll they would read uh, the Haftorah. Um, so, so, so some different uh, ideas there. Another possible idea is there used to be uh, certain sects of Judaism that only believed in the written Torah and didn't believe in anything else. And perhaps one reason that we today read the Haftorah is to sort of, in spite of them, uh, to say that even the Nevi'im, those these are also true. Uh, another just general idea of why we read the Haftorah is this idea that even after Harsina, even after Moshe, 
even after you know the the actual Torah was written, there's still godly wisdom uh, in the Jewish people, and uh, this is evident by all of the uh, all of the Nevi'im and and moving on from that, you know the the Gemara and uh, all of the, all the basically throughout history, uh, Jewish scholarship um, and godly wisdom, so to speak, did not just merely end and stop and is stale after the uh, after the ending of you know, the, the writing of the Torah, rather it continues to grow the, um, the experiences and the knowledge base of the Jewish people continues and is continually uh, expanding. Okay, so uh, also, what does this word Haftorah even mean? So as opposed to uh, as sort of the, the common misnomer that maybe Haftorah, it means half the Torah. That is actually not true. The word has absolutely nothing to do with the word Torah, believe it or not. The word Haftorah comes from Lahaftir, which means uh, to conclude, because this is basically the conclusion of the Torah service. You first read the Torah, then you conclude with reading the Haftorah. Um, so the, pers- the same person that reads the Maftir, the last reading of the Torah, also will read the Haftorah. And the reason for that is to show that the Torah has sort of supremacy. First, the Torah is the most important, and the Haftorah... Um, it should never be viewed that the Haftorah is as important or more important than the Torah reading. Rather, the Torah is most important, and that's why the person that reads uh, the, uh, the person that reads the Haftorah also, sorry, the person that reads the the Maftir, the the last Torah portion, also reads uh, the Haftorah. And again, that word Haftorah means to conclude. It has nothing to do with the word Torah, which means uh, like an instruction. So, uh, okay, so moving into the actual Haftorah itself, this, this Haftorah of, uh, of, uh, of Bo. So the Haftorah Bo is a, uh, a portion of the book of Yirmiya. And um, so basically the, the general premise of this Haftorah is Hashem gives a prophecy to Yirmiyahu that Egypt, uh, at the end of the first temple period, that, that Egypt would be... Uh, would be destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar of Bavel. And basically, the Haftorah warns the Egyptian people of, this, of their impending doom, and then it switches to focus on the Jewish people to say that while the Jews may be punished, they ultimately won't be completely destroyed. So getting into a little bit of the uh, particulars of this week's Haftorah, um, so first it begins by warning the the Egyptian people of the uh, of of their impending doom, and in in very similarly in the actual Torah reading of Parshat Bo, we hear a very similar message that the Jewish that uh, that the Egyptians would be punished with the plagues, uh, and for example in this week's Haftorah it calls it, it the the warning to the Egyptian people is that uh, that would become that uh, the the uh, attack from the Babylonians would be more numerous than the locusts. And just as, in, and, and similarly in our uh, Torah reading, we actually see one of the makot, um, one, one of the plagues, would be the plague of locusts. So these ideas are, are seemingly related. Again, history is kind of repeating itself from, obviously, the, the very ancient Egypt where the Jews were slaved, they were attacked by locusts, and so too the um, the 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 
this this current Egypt regime at the end of the the first temple period, they would also be destroyed by uh, by an attack from the people of Bavel, and that would be it would be such a huge attack it would be like locusts similar to what happened uh, many years prior. Just a, a basic premise as to why the Egyptians are being attacked is because uh, the the uh, the Egyptians originally agreed. The, the, again, the, the Egyptians uh, that Yirmiyahu was talking about at the end of the First Temple period, they originally agreed that they would make an alliance with the Jewish people and protect them against uh, an attack from the Babylonians. Yet, the Egyptians ended up turning their back, and as Rashi explains, the reason they abandoned helping the Jewish people is because they remembered that their ancestors, the Egyptian ancestors, were drowned uh, in the splitting of the sea, and having that memory that scarred them to the point that they decided to uh, renege on their offer to help the Jews, and they didn't help. And because of reneging, basically there was sort of divine punishment that the uh, that the Babylonians would come and destroy, uh, would would destroy the Egyptians. So similarly, in our we in in this parsha that we continually see uh, uh, Pharaoh's heart getting hardened and withstanding all of these plagues. And uh, basically turning is, even though after almost every plague, he says, you know what, I made a mistake. Uh, let, let your people go. You know, I'll, I'll let the Jews go and, 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 worship, uh, and, and worship Hashem. Then he ultimately, he would always change his mind. And similarly here, the Egyptians, uh, these newer Egyptians at the time of the end of the first temple period, these Egyptians also, they, it seems like a, it's sort of a trend among Egypt that they agree to help the Jewish people. And then in the end, they end up uh, turning their back on them. So, um, so okay, so moving on, uh, it, it talks about how the, this warning to Egypt would be just like, you know, all the plagues, like, like locusts, and uh, that, that, the, the, that uh, Egypt would be destroyed because they let the appointed time go by. And what this means, the commentaries say, is that the appointed time go by is because, again, as I explained, that, uh, that, that Egypt was originally going to help the Jewish people, but because they never did, because they sort of let that appointed time go by, that's why they're being divinely punished. Um, okay, so similarly, just as Egypt back in Parshat Bo was such a strong country and had so much power, Similarly, this Egypt, this version of Egypt, was also beautiful as a calf, the Haftorah says, uh, but the slaughter from the north is coming. And similarly, in our week's Parsha, where we have the death of the firstborn, just despite how strong Egypt was, uh, you, you know, the Torah says that um, every single household had a corpse in it. And even though they were so strong and as beautiful as a calf, ultimately both versions of Egypt uh, were destroyed. So then the Parsha turns to, um, to, to the Jewish people and says, and, and the, the, the Haftorah ends by saying, while um, I'll make an end of all the nations where I've dispersed you, the Jewish people, but uh, Hashem says that he will not make an end of the Jewish people themselves. So while the nations all around the Jewish people will be destroyed, uh, the Jewish people themselves won't be destroyed, but he kind of Hashem qualifies that statement by saying that you I'll be punished I'll punish you with justice, meaning that uh, the Jewish people will not necessarily escape um, 
you know, with no blemishes whatsoever. And similarly, in this Parsha, the, the commentaries say that during the plague of darkness, there were a lot of Jewish people that stuck so fervently to, uh, to, the, to, to the Egyptian way of life that they were ultimately destroyed during the plague of darkness. And similarly, um, if, if the Jewish people uh, stick with Egypt too much, they also will be destroyed. But as long as you, uh, as long as the Haftorah warns, as long as you're an Altira Avde Yaakov, don't fear my servant Yaakov. So as long as the Jewish people are, like, acting like a servant, uh, like like the the servant Yaakov, then the Jewish people will be saved. And um, and uh, you know, also the the Torah portion gives us the mitzvot of tefillin of the Korban Pesach of Pidyon HaBen, redeeming the firstborn, and ultimately of teaching children the story of Mitziat uh, Mitzrayim, of the, of the escape uh, from, from Egypt that, that uh, God assisted us in. And really the, the whole uh, idea of Parshat Bo is partially telling us the story of the, the last three plagues, but even more so it's telling us how we should keep this story in our lives and make sure that the story continues to stick with us and uh, even impacts us today in 2021. Um, so what's what's fascinating there is that similarly in, in our Haftorah, it says that while empires will come and go, while, you know, different, uh, you know, well, while there'll be many iterations of Egypt and, and while Egypt might seem powerful and Egypt's really just um, sort of a filler for all the other nations that the Jews have lived with throughout uh, the centuries. And despite sort of the, these empires coming and going, and, and while they might seem powerful in the moment, ultimately they're just temporary. But, uh, but we, in, in this week's Haftorah, we're given sort of the, uh, the courage that, that we should always know, like, like the tefillin, like the Korban Pesach, like the teaching our children, uh, reminds us that while, you know, we might be punished, while we might uh, have certain, you know, while we might be meted out with justice, in the end, uh, we won't be completely destroyed. And having that knowledge, knowing that we can make it through whatever challenges we, uh, you know, we, we might be feeling, while we might be feeling like the enemy is so strong, uh, you know, and we should know that ultimately we'll be okay. And in this week's Parsha, we see kind of this idea with, the idea of Rosh Chodesh, which uh, was also this week, that um, the idea of Rosh Chodesh is the moon, the, the, the new month starts when the moon is, you know, basically non-existent, where you can't see the moon at all. And uh, in those times, particularly in the times when the Jewish people have nothing, uh, when, when the moon, you can't even see it, in the darkest of nights, uh, it's those times that we celebrate the Rosh Chodesh, and we celebrate this idea that even if the even if our enemies you know are, are all powerful we should know and, and even if we're at, at our our most weakest point if the moon has uh, you can't even see the moon at all we should know that ultimately the moon will come back uh just as strong as as ever and so too the jewish people even in the darkest of nights when the moon can't can't be seen uh we should know that ultimately the jewish people will will uh, again rebound to to what they once were uh, okay, so to read the poem, our Haftorah tries to get Egypt to focus because the Babylonians would attack like locusts. 
while the nation surrounded Israel may be destroyed, total decimation the Jews will avoid. And with that, uh, I'd like to welcome everybody to the first ever full Haftorah version of the podcast. And uh, I'll be reposting all of the prior podcasts uh, from last year. Um, and in addition to uh, this this Parsha podcast about focusing on the on the Haftorah. And uh, with that, l'chaim, l'chaim.